too. Hey there, welcome to the Pink Cloud Nine podcast, and uh, today we have an amazing author. He is really super cool. He's got these really cool books that he wrote, and uh, we just want to talk about them. We want to know all about what it means, what it signifies. We're going to ask him a couple of questions. This is the author's interview podcast, so here we go. Please state your name and the name of your books. Um, yes, my name is Keenan Booker. The name of my books are Kicked Out of Heaven, The Untold History of the White Races, Volume 1, 2, and 3. That's for circa 700 to 1700 AD. Cool. Keenan Booker. So, Kicked Out of Heaven. Where did that title come from? That title came from the attitude that the people were going through during the time period, specifically the natural disasters. In the first chapter of the first volume, I go over a thousand years of natural disasters, and they were very extreme. And the people uh, really didn't know if they were being punished by God, if Satan was sent by God to punish them, if Satan was directly punishing them for their acts. And um, they made a lot of adjustments in their society correlated to religious principles that was based upon the possibility that they may have been getting punished for um, basically breaking the testaments, shall we say. Right, yeah, back in those days, I would imagine there's a lot of questions. There's still a lot of questions today about (laughs) that very same topic. Um, And uh, I'm sure you went through a lot of um, factual statements and, and making... But is there a lot of also your own thought about the how things went down, or is this mostly uh, is it nonfiction or fiction? What do you? Oh no, this is all nonfiction. Ah, okay, okay, okay. Um, That's awesome. Yes, I do give a psychoanalytical review throughout the entire book. Okay, cool. Matt, uh, when did you start writing this book? These books. I started research on Mm -hmm. uh, this material in around 2015. Okay. And uh, what, uh, how long are, like, how many pages are we looking at here? Altogether, you're looking at 1,500 pages and over 1,000 pictures. Ooh, cool. Uh, What is uh, your, do you have a writing regime or do you just kind of go with the flow or did you have, like, a time set where this is the introduction, these are the characters. I mean, how does it all kind of work out? What is your writing style like, would you say? Okay, 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 I I get where you're going. This uh, series is written in the fashion of a museum. Mm. Okay, so you're going to be hearing voices from a lot of different time periods. As you see on the back is compiled. So a lot of the information and the majority of facts that you'll be encountering inside this material are transcribed as i stated mm. i give a psychoanalytical review mm-hmm. so things are definitely uh overtly proven with the pictures that are provided inside the books and um as i stated it's written in a museum format so you mm-hmm. have much room to make your own conclusions on the things that you uh will see That's because cool. it's basically a dimension you will see and be inside the, the middle of the medieval. Everything that you've witnessed on a Game of Thrones or a Lord of the Rings or, you know, uh, 
Harry Potter, you will be introduced with the reality of it in this literature. That's awesome. So you had mentioned a little bit earlier before we started about there's some uh, mention of werewolves, the undead, things like that. Could you tell me a little bit more about that part? Um, the werewolves and the undead are in the volume two. Okay. Um, there is a lot to deal with the werewolves, so we would have to be a little bit more specific on what we would want to talk about pertaining to werewolves. But werewolves, just like the undead, or just like the uh, the vampire or the Dracula, are mm-hmm. all blood sucking entities. Okay, <laughs> and uh, the werewolf is the animalistic form, and the undead is the uh, what you want to call the blind courage, blind fury form. Mm-hmm of blood-sucking, ravaging, basically in a status of what you see today and why it has been built upon people today with the quote-unquote zombies, okay? So, like, when we've been watching the Walking Dead movies and things of that nature, we have to understand that the undead of the medieval times is the great-great-grandfather to the theatrical uh, position that you're witnessing in film when it comes to these zombies or undead entities, okay? Yeah. And what's really being shown is the status of inadequacy that the average citizen has towards their own control and how they respond to it when it comes to their position in society. So there's like a, uh, a, a unseen hand that operates like we have now with the coronavirus and it's making people respond in, said, in a quote-unquote quasi-zombie type of format. When you see the gathering of the food lines and the automatic lining up for the coronavirus and things of that nature. You have to understand these are deep psychological elements that are only found inside Western culture, as Western culture is the origin of America. So when we talk about werewolfism, and we look at a movie like Wolf of Wall Street, and the term uh, wolf, that there is an extreme correlation and because we're talking about the psychological principality. Now, if we're going to go to the literalism, now, and, mm-hmm. and the psychological principality in the business mind frame, which is what we see on the Wolf of Wall Street, is to be blind with your ravaging, as a wolf has to ravage in order to eat, I mean, in order to survive. Mm-hmm. So through its survival mechanism, it cannot show any sympathy towards any form of lamb or any other thing that it needs to devour. Mm-hmm. Okay? Mm-hmm. Now... The outfit of wearing the animal cloak during the the stories that we're looking at and what it's uh, talking about in allegorical form in allegorical form is talking about man experiencing uncouth, uncouth ravaging without being controlled or without having any law to answer to. Right. And when you don't have any law to answer to, that is the only true freedom. Mm-hmm. But in the sense of morality. We hide underneath the cloak of an animal so we do not show ourselves to be uh, irresponsible towards human morality. Human morality gives us law that doesn't state that states we cannot ravage other humans or ravage anything mm-hmm. in the sense of what a wolf has the capability to do in the realm of nature where things are free. So right. for the man to wear the cloak of the animal is to remove the responsibility of human morality and to experience the true elements of freedom. That's amazing. I love it. And I love the way you explain it. And I can 
I can see how it can be, you know, interest an interesting read because those elements I'm definitely, definitely um, akin to uh, learning more about. So I'm pretty excited about reading this one. Um, fully, yeah, these fully. uh these three volumes are at my site, kickedoutofheaven.com right now for a hundred dollars. You can three. get them there before Christmas, and everything is at the site, kickedoutofheaven.com. Yes. Absolutely, and uh, we're going to tell uh, everybody where we can. Uh, what's the name of your site? The website? Uh, kickedoutofheaven.com. Perfect, perfect. This is the title of the book. <laughs> so, uh, what uh, can I ask? What are you working on at the moment? Uh, if you're working on anything further for the future, perhaps? Or... Oh, I do have uh, some books coming up in the future, but there are pause of the, as of right now. Gotcha. But uh, I have another three volume series coming up, and it's pretty detailed. But cool, know, cool, cool. So I want to keep it a little. Huh? Uh, what do you say? Uh, uh, yeah, we want to keep it on the down low. <laughs> yeah. No, I yeah, understand. The information I write is real powerful, but so do you... I don't want anybody to get hooked on to what I got coming. No, I in the got future. But... Right when I got a lot, all of this right here, and I got a lot of stuff that people haven't caught on. And to be honest. Uh, it would be best to go through the development phases before you even ran into the new information that I'm going to be putting out because sure. it's going to be very hard for a lot of people to accept. They'll comprehend it, but it'll be hard for them to accept it. Oh, absolutely. And I ask that because I just want to make sure that the listeners understand that they uh, they can follow you and your, and, and your journey and your progress and, you know, things like that so that, you know... Uh, they can look forward to future works as well. Mm-hmm. Awesome. And so when were these published? The At least the first one? or um, The first one was published on uh, Tupac's birthday, June 16th, 2016. Okay. Okay. So yeah. gotcha. the second one is March 31st, 2017. And the third one is November 26th on 2017. They are all found on uh, Amazon as well, and mm-hmm. you can purchase them through Stargate Publishing, which is me on Amazon. Okay, awesome. What? Uh, wait, did did you tell me? Uh, do you have like a, a writing um, regime regime, or are you kind of like a free? Because I've written some stuff, but I only did it because of COVID. And I really didn't have a direction of how I was going to write. But I pretty much just sat down and wrote a whole bunch of stuff in a couple of days. And then added on a little bit here and a little bit there. But uh, I know that every writer has their own creative style. Um, I was just uh, wondering if... um, uh, were, were these your first books that you wrote or that you published or do you have some other ones? Just No, you... I have eight books. Oh, okay. Um, okay. Yeah, I've written eight books. Okay. Um, these books were actually three books ago. So, um, all my books are online and all my books are at my website, uh, stargatepublishing.com or kenanbooker.com. Cool, cool, cool. And, um, yeah, I read books. And I yeah. read real material. So uh, it's really not hard for me to write Good. when you're it. dealing with reality. Right. <laughs> right. 
Absolutely. Yeah, it's not hard. It's not hard to write when you're dealing with reality. When you're dealing with falsehood and you got to create characters and create nonsense and create lies. And, you know, I think the atmosphere and I think our existence as of right now has has had enough of fiction. Mm-hmm. We've had enough of lies and, you know, Fabio stories and, you know, nonsense movies with cars blowing up. There's enough. We've had enough. So yeah. it's time to get to some reality on this planet because if we don't, then we're going to be ahead of a lot of, there's going to be a lot of issues ahead. Absolutely. No, I agree with you. Uh, what are your literary uh, giants that you look up to or that you grew up reading or anything like that, if any? Some authors um, that you... I have appreciate. subjects more so than individuals. Okay. Um, there are a couple that, you know, are very de- dedicated to their field of study. I study a lot of different areas. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, one of them I'd have to say is Montague Summers. Okay. This one right here. Okay. Montague Summers, he's one of my uh, favorite. Um, you know. Okay. I cool. don't, yeah, like I said, I read a lot of stuff. So. <laughs> Um, I, I have to name some subjects, sociology, anthropology, mm-hmm. biology, astrobiology, mm-hmm. uh, sexual pathology. These subjects need to be read by the common man. Absolutely. Absolutely. Thank you so and, much. And uh, it would be best to read these subjects before the time period of 1980 if you're going to get real material that it right. doesn't have. Uh, uh, propaganda or agenda attached to it. Right. Absolutely. Um, I get that. Um, cool deal. So, um, what do you like to do for fun that is not writing? <laughs> Other than writing, what do you do? Any kind of like hobbies or uh, something that you enjoy? Maybe you collect something? Anything else that you would like the listeners to know about you? No, I like music. Music I mean, is I good. Music it. is good, yeah. Yeah, um, I'm the type of person that likes a little bit of, of this, a little bit of that, but um, I have a lot of hobbies. Lately, I haven't really been delving into any of them, but, I mean, obviously reading, writing, but, like, even candle making, and um, I've spent, like you said, I've spent a lot of time listening to music the last few months. Um Feeling like, really, COVID has made me feel like I'm, like, in jail. Um, literally, every day is the same. I'm stuck in a room. Uh, there's no going out, no having fun, nothing like that. So, just getting as creative as possible indoors has been, you know, really difficult. But, uh, you know, that's enough about me. <laughs> um, so, you've told us where we can find you and uh, where we can purchase your books and uh, that you have some uh, works in the future for us. Um, awesome. Uh, any other last words that you would like the, the readers and listeners to uh, to know about your books or you or anything of the like? Um, yeah. I have a 200, 300-page section on the plagues and over 300 to 400 years of plague activity that occurred okay. in old Europe and a multitude of different types of plagues. Okay. All of their symptoms, all of their causes, their potential causes, and um, how you would be able to identify plague activity. 
um, mm. in your neighborhood, city, state, country. Okay. Uh, what you are currently seeing is now is no plague. There is no coronavirus. This is, you know, uh, me, I've been on planes. I've gotten tattoos. I've been, I've done all types of crazy mm. stuff during this time period. Mm. I haven't worn a mask. I don't get tested. Mm-hmm. This whole thing is mind over matter. So the whole thing is, is if you've signed up to mental weakness over the past 20 years, if you indulge yourself with a lot of stuff that comes from media, well, then mental weakness is going to allow disease as disease is a status of being weak. So don't sign up to things that are weak. Okay. Um, Absolutely. That's the root of it. Yeah. I agree with you. It's true. I don't sign up to anything weak. I I drink my scotch or my whiskey straight. You know, (laughs) I don't have a problem and I I won't have a problem. Um, Don't have animals in your house. Don't eat a lot of synthetic chemicals. Don't Mm. eat a lot of synthetic sweets and foods and you'll be fine. Mm -hmm. There's, you know, there's no Corona thing going on, you know, and there is a Saint Corona. Look her up. Saint Corona, and she's mentioned in the literature as well, is a saint over money and gambling issues. Mm. So, cool. Yeah, cool you can invoke uh, a saint for some money problems. Definitely invoke um, Saint Corona, okay, or Saint Cadian. Okay. All right. Okay. So, this is Keenan Booker signing out. Yes, absolutely. Thank you so much for your time. Thank you for being here and. Uh, Really uh, excited that you were able to come on and talk about your awesome books. Okay. Thank you for listening to Pink Cloud 9 Podcast.